This is Arizona Financial Talk with Aaron Ezelt from First Guarantee Financial. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Aaron provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Arizona Financial Talk with your host, Aaron Easel. Hello and welcome back to Arizona Financial Talk. My name is Aaron Easel from First Guarantee Financial. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, please give us a call at 480-284-6393 or toll free at 866-393-7799 or visit us online at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. And while at my website, click on the radio page to check out past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up a face-to-face meeting. Now, chances are many of us have heard some common financial myths. And while many of those myths are easily dismissed as unrealistic as soon as you hear them, others probably leave you asking, could that really be true? Well, in today's episode, we're going to discuss some common financial myths. But before we get into some financial myth busting, let me introduce my co-host and friendly myth buster, Tony Shore. How are you doing today? Wow, I'm doing great. I've never been, I just stunned. I've never been called a myth buster before. I love that. First for everything. Yes, sir. Myth busters. Uh, I can hear us doing a (laughs) theme show, theme song for the show, Myth Busters. I love it. who are you going to call? <laughs> Mythbusters, right? <laughs> Financial myth busting. I love it. Well, I think this is going to be an interesting topic, but first, yes, I'm doing well. I had a great four-day weekend. How about you? How have you been, Aaron? Same. Uh, weather was just absolutely beautiful. Oh, it was the uh, Thanksgiving holiday this past weekend, and uh, just like yourself, I had a nice four days with family and relaxed, enjoyed. It was really nice. Awesome. That sounds good. And you know, again, this topic is interesting. I'm sure we've all had somebody we've known, a friend or a coworker or maybe a neighbor. Tell us a fact about a financial issue, a quote unquote fact that if you peel it back a bit, it might be exposed as a myth, right? You're definitely right. There are plenty of financial myths floating around out there. Let's start with some social security myths that have been gaining steam during the current pandemic. An online financial publication, Motley Fool, recently addressed these in an article aptly titled, Three Social Security Myths You Shouldn't Believe During COVID-19. The first thing the article addresses is a scary one. The myth that the pandemic will completely wipe out Social Security. As the article notes, this myth seems like it could be believable because payroll taxes are one of Social Security's primary funding sources, This year, the government claims a 12.4% tax on up to $137,000 in earnings. Salaried workers pay half of that 12.4% and the companies they work for pay the other half. Self-employed workers pay the entire 12.4% themselves. Yikes. Um, Well, that's tough for self-employed workers then. And I know we're talking about myths here, but I have to say, given this current economy and the unemployment rate, I have to think Social Security is going to look at a very serious revenue dip, right? Your notion isn't completely incorrect, Tony. 
After all, because so many Americans are currently out of work, they aren't contributing payroll taxes on their wages. So it's clear that Social Security is losing revenue right now and may well be losing revenue for much of the remainder of 2020. But the reality is, while a revenue dip may well be a setback for Social Security, there's no evidence to support the idea that it will doom the program forever. In fact, once the economy recovers and unemployment begins to tick downward, Social Security's revenue stream will begin to stabilize. Okay, and I guess that makes sense, obviously. And what if our current high levels of unemployment, though, continue throughout the rest of the year? Even if that scenario plays out, it won't even come close to wiping out Social Security, as the article notes. Well, that's a relief. I mean, uh, I'll be ready to shoot that rumor down then if I hear somebody talking about it. What do you have next for us? Another myth making the rounds right now is that you can't apply for Social Security during the current pandemic. While it's true that Social Security began closing field offices in March, that move was made solely to promote social distancing and to protect the many vulnerable people who need to do business at a Social Security office. So basically, a closed field office doesn't mean you can't file for Social Security, right? Absolutely not. You can easily create a Social Security account online and register for benefits whenever you're ready, as long as you're 62 or older. To create your online account, you can just start at ssa.gov. You'll be asked to verify your identity with some personal information, and you'll be asked some security questions that only you'd know the answer to. From there, you'll create a username and password. Lastly, you'll confirm your email address or phone number by entering a one-time code within 10 minutes of receiving it to ensure your information is safe. So, I mean, given that so much of our financial lives are already online, it's already there, it does make sense then that Social Security could also be managed right from our, you know, phones or our tablets or our, you know, laptops, right? Excellent point. Another potentially harmful Social Security myth that's buzzing around suggests that Social Security recipients who lose their jobs during this pandemic can't file for unemployment benefits. This may not be a huge population, but the fact is, some people do work and receive Social Security at the same time. So it might be natural to assume if they lose their job, they'd be out of luck when it comes to unemployment. But that's simply not true. Previously, some states would reduce an unemployment payment if you're also on Social Security, but that practice has been eliminated. It's also true that if you're collecting both Social Security and a paycheck before reaching your full retirement age, you may have some benefits withheld if your work income is greater than what's known as the earnings test limit. However, unemployment benefits don't count as wages toward that limit, so they shouldn't affect your Social Security. Interesting. And this is really important. Obviously, there's a lot of aspects to Social Security, uh, but there are a lot of myths about it floating around out there. Uh, And we want to be aware of those. Now, before we move on, why don't you let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you? I know you can run a Social Security maximization report for them at no cost to show them when the best time to file would be, things like that. Exactly right. I'd like to encourage our listeners out there to visit my website at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com or call my office at 480-284-6393. You can also get us toll-free at 866-393-7799. 
you know, we can sit down. We'll be able to answer your questions and address your concerns about your path to retirement. It's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard for. Yeah, I think that's great. Now, during the show today, we're talking about some of the common financial myths that a lot of us are going to hear as we seek to build a strong financial strategy. And I think you've been doing some great myth busting today, Aaron. What do you have next for us? Well, we're going to focus on Medicare and some myths surrounding that. Being able to spot myths from truths can make you feel more confident as you navigate your way towards retirement. These myths from four Medicare myths you shouldn't believe, published on MotleyFool.com, can cause people to misunderstand things, some good and some bad. The first common Medicare myth is that your coverage is free. First, it's critical to remember that Medicare consists of various parts. We'll just focus on three for now. Part A, which covers hospital care. Part B, which covers doctor visits and diagnostics. And Part D, which is prescription drug coverage. Part A doesn't have a premium, but Parts B and D do charge a premium. And without the right strategy, those premiums can certainly eat into your retirement budget. Well, yeah, and maybe tell us a little bit more about those premiums that you just mentioned. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services state in their article, 2020 Medicare Parts A and B Premiums and Deductibles, that standard Part B premium is $135.50 per month. Higher income seniors often have to pay more for Part B. There's no standard premium for Part D because your costs will be determined by the plan you choose. But just like with Parts B, higher income seniors will pay an additional monthly charge on top of their standard Part D premiums. Additionally, Medicare also has a variety of copays and deductibles that you're responsible for, the full extent of which will depend on the kind of care you end up needing. Ultimately, the key takeaway here is that Medicare is definitely not free and can really carry substantial costs. Therefore, a robust financial strategy should clearly factor Medicare into its formula. Right. I think that's a great breakdown, Aaron. Now, what's another common myth when it comes to Medicare? Another myth is that Medicare means all of your health care needs will be covered. Though Medicare does cover a variety of medical services for seniors, there are a number of health care items it doesn't pay for. That list includes dental care, hearing aids, and vision services. If you want coverage for those items, you'll need to foot the bill for separate insurance or sign up for Medicare Advantage, which is an alternative to original Medicare that provides a broader array of coverage. So does Medicare address long-term care needs? It doesn't. Long-term care, like assisted living facilities and nursing homes, aren't covered. In most cases, you'll have to address those needs out of your own pocket. That's why it's often recommended that you purchase long-term care insurance in your 50s or 60s. Yeah, and long-term care, that's another myth. You know, oh, I don't have to worry about that. It's covered by Medicare, but it isn't. Uh, and it seems like the perfect topic to address with a financial professional like yourself, Aaron, because you can help people and with their overall retirement strategy and how that's going to fit in and uh, really healthcare costs in general. So what's the next myth? Another myth that some of our listeners have probably heard about is that you're automatically enrolled in Medicare when you turn 65. That's definitely not the case. 
if you're already collecting Social Security on your 65th birthday, you'll most likely be put on Medicare Parts A and B without having to do anything. However, if that's not your case, you'll need to sign up yourself to avoid penalties down the line. But don't worry, your initial enrollment window is quite generous. Your window begins three months before you turn 65 and doesn't close until three months after you turn 65. Right. You can also sign up for Medicare online, and you can even do it in conjunction with Social Security if you wish. Right. And if you're working with somebody like yourself, you help your clients with that. So uh, a person definitely should enroll in Medicare as soon as they're eligible. Is that right? That's actually our next myth, Tony. While many people are probably smart to sign up for Medicare right away so they can begin utilizing the benefits it provides, that's not the case for everybody. If you're still working when you turn 65 and are on a group health plan through your job, you might want to sign up for Part A since it's free, but then wait to sign up for the other parts that come with a premium. But if you're paying through the nose for your group plan at work and you don't like it, you may want to crunch the numbers to see if it completely makes sense to transition to Medicare, and that might be the smarter play. Well, definitely, Aaron. And let our listeners know once again how they can get a hold of you and set up that complimentary consultation to maybe talk about their Medicare or healthcare options as it as far as it fits into their financial planning. Of course, uh, you can reach me at 480-284-6393 or toll free at 866-393-7799 to set up a free, you know, no cost, no obligation consultation. We can sit down and strategize. You can also reach me uh, at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. All right. And you know what? We're doing some great financial myth busting here, Aaron. It's been a good one so far. What do you have next for us? Now we're going to take a look at some common myths about retirement as a whole. A Forbes.com article debunked six myths about retirement, explains that one common myth is that before you retire, you should have a certain specific amount of money saved up. The reality is strategizing for retirement isn't about setting an arbitrary dollar amount and then achieving it. A strong strategy is built around the idea of how much you need to have saved for the retirement, and that's contingent on how much you intend to spend in retirement. I think it's good to remember that our financial needs in retirement are going to be unique to us. Everybody's situation is different, so there's certainly not a template that's going to apply to everyone. Exactly. Exactly right. Along those same lines, another common myth is that a retiree will need around 70 to 80% of their pre-retirement income. This this myth is built around the idea that retirees will have lower expenses and will also gladly give up some of the comforts they've grown to enjoy. And while it's true that certain expenses go away after you retire, it's very possible that your budget for traveling, hobbies, and leisure will increase. Your strategy for retirement should fully address your preferred lifestyle. Interesting. So did the Forbes article have anything to say about uh, retirement vehicles like 401k plans? It does, Tony. It notes that another common retirement myth is that maxing out your 401k is all you need to do to be prepared for retirement. While contributing to a 401k may be a good way to prepare your finances for retirement, the truth is for some people, a 401k won't be enough to maintain their pre-retirement lifestyle. Ah, okay. So, and I find that interesting. It sounds like relying too much on your 401k means, you know, it might mean you need a part-time job after you retire. Yep. For some, 
But working longer or getting a part-time job if you haven't saved enough is actually our next myth. Though working until you're 70 or even older sounds like an easy solution, the choice may not be completely yours. Unforeseen changes to your health may inhibit your ability to continue working. Additionally, an unexpected layoff or downsizing could also derail your plan to keep working. And finding part-time work isn't always easy. Well-paying jobs that let you work one day a week aren't all that common, and many retirees may find the idea of working part-time at a retail store very unappealing. Well, yeah, I know a lot of people, you know, uh, don't want to have to do that. And But it does make sense that working a little longer or getting a part-time job after you've retired, you know, it, it might be necessary, but it might not be as easy as it sounds. I agree. The article highlights another common myth, the idea that you shouldn't retire until your mortgage is paid off. Many people are concerned about carrying too much debt into retirement, but if you have a favorable interest rate, that debt might not be a major point of concern. And if you're considering downsizing and buying a smaller home with cash, you may want to weigh the benefits of being debt-free against the opportunity cost of not having that cash available for other purposes, like retirement income vehicles. Right. Yeah, there you go. And so, uh, and I think those are necessary. I mean, it depends on your situation, but there's a lot of elements to a financial strategy and a solid financial plan. And and that's where you come in. And I, I think this is an interesting way to look at it. For some people, getting rid of their mortgage, uh, you know, getting that paid off at the cost of other financial possibilities might not be the right move. For others, it might be, right? Right. And speaking of houses, our listeners should also consider things like how long they plan to live in their current home, the potential tax benefits of a mortgage, potential future cash needs, and other possible financial resources that may be available to help you bridge any financial potential financial gaps. I All right. Say. Well, this is great myth busting. Do you have one more for us before we go? I think I have another good one here for you, Tony. It turns out that in some cases, the notion that your investments should always be conservative as you age isn't necessarily true. According to that Forbes article, when it comes to investments, it can be a wise move to work with financial services professionals who's positioned you to examine your needs and goals to help you build a robust financial strategy that's totally unique and tailored to you. That sounds great. Uh, and obviously, you want that. That sounds really good. I've always thought that if a person doesn't have to figure something out as complicated as a financial strategy alone, you shouldn't. Nope. That's very true. And the reality is we've only addressed some of the common financial myths that are out there. There are plenty of other myths that could fill up several shows. However, a financial services professional has probably heard all these myths and many more, which makes them well positioned to help you separate myth from reality which is what we're trying to do here today. Yeah, I know you've heard you've heard it all, Aaron. You've heard a lot of the financial myths out there. People come to you with a lot of things or ask you a lot of things. Hey, I heard this. I heard that. And you're like, no, <laughs> no. And that's why we're addressing these today. But we're out of time. Is there anything else you want to add, Aaron, before we go? Yes, just once again, if you have any questions about your financial strategy, I encourage you to visit my website at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. Or call me toll-free, 866-393-7799 or locally at 480-284-6393.
We can discuss how my team might be able to answer your questions and address your concerns. It's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard for. All right. It sounds great. And Aaron, great show today. That does it, though, for today's episode of Arizona Financial Talk with our host, Aaron Easel. Thank you for listening to Arizona Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Aaron Easel at First Guarantee Financial. Call 480-284-6393 or 866-393-7799 or visit them online at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Forethought Investment Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Arizona. Insurance products and services are offered through First Guarantee Financial, an affiliated company. Aaron Easel, Forethought Investment Group, LLC, and First Guarantee Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.